Well, I'll tell you, this is certainly the faithful few. And those that have gotten out early this morning, we're very thankful for that. Inside your program, you'll find an outline of our Bible study. I'd like to encourage you to take that and follow along with us as we look into God's Word this morning. There was a young man who was awarded the Medal of Honor. And those who were in his college thought, you know, we need to do something to honor this man. This is the one that gotten the highest honor that anybody from our college ever got. And so they decided they would make a, a bust of the man and put it there on their campus. And so they said, well, we've got to have some inscription underneath it to let us know why he's there and what he has done. And so they went back and they checked his grades and he was just kind of an average student, never good, bad. And they said, well, we can't say anything about that. And they looked around, they didn't see any offices that he'd held around the uh, school, and somebody said, well, you know, he played on the football team. Well, we'll check that, and they checked on the football team, and he never made the first string, but they did find out that he had a, just an incredible attitude, and so underneath his bus, they put this. They said, he never made anything but the scrub team, but he never quit. Ah, that's what we're going to talk with you about today, keeping on and keeping on, and the subject is perseverance. That's something that uh, the Bible speaks about and something we need to know about and understand how God wants us to live. If you have your Bible, we're going to begin in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, where we find these reading. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He said we are to run the race that God has for us with perseverance. Now, he began by saying we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And the idea is that he's kind of attaching that to what we know back in Hebrews chapter 11. And that's where we find a list of the great heroes of faith, both men and women who serve God. And then he kind of pictured as that here we are in an arena, and uh, these great witnesses of the faith they have are around us, and we are running a track inside of there. And as we run that race, let's keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, who is our Lord because He is the one that we are seeking to follow. Corey Tinboom said, If we fix our eyes on the world, you will become distressed. If you fix your eyes on yourself, you will be depressed. But if we fix our eyes on Jesus, then we will have rest. A person needs perseverance to continue on. There was a little boy that had gone over to... Uh, spend the night with one of his buddies. And as the mother was putting these five-year-olds to bed, she said to him, I understand that your mother prays for you every night as she puts you in bed. Is that right? The little boy said, that's right. He said, well, what does she say? And he said, what she says is this. Thank you, Lord. He's finally in bed. <laughs> you and I uh, sometimes need a, a little punch to continue on doing those things that God wants us to do. Well, what exactly does the word perseverance mean? Let me give you this definition. 
It means a steady persistence in a course of action in spite of difficulties, obstacles, and discouragement. Somebody who is persevering is one who is going to continue on despite whatever it is that he may run into. So as Paul wrote the book of 1 Corinthians, he wrote these words in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in verse 24. And he said that we ought to be people who as we live, we ought to go for the gold. Now you understand that if you know anything about racing, that you are putting your all into it so that you're going to be able to accomplish what it is that you set out to accomplish. So here's what Paul wrote. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Now, as Paul is talking to us here and giving us this guise, he says, I want you to run in such a way as to win. That is, when you decided to serve Jesus Christ, you give it your all. You don't be one that just kind of tags along, loafing around. But like you run in a race, you put your all into it. That's what the word perseverance means. Twelve times in the New Testament, the Bible speaks about perseverance. Paul said, you know, there are two crowns here. One, those who run in the Olympics, they get a temporary crown. Now, the crown here that they got when they ran a race looked kind of like a wreath. And it was made up of flowers and uh, it was kind of put on their head. It was a nice thing to have, but that thing didn't last very long. But he said, what we're after is a crown that's going to last forever. Over in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 10, you may remember the words of the Lord when he said, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee the victor's crown. And that's what we're after. We're to be people who are faithful to God, living our lives to serve Him, and knowing that that's the way that God is going to bless us. So when He lived, He says, You go for the gold. Well, number two, let me ask this question. Well, why do people give up and quit? Why do people begin living the, the Christian life and then they give up and they quit? And probably all of you can think about somebody you know who one time was a strong Christian, active and serving, and for some reason they gave up and they quit. Well, it seems to me there are three reasons that people give up. Number one, some people are just not convinced that that's what they ought to be doing. They don't have their heart into it thinking, this is the way I ought to live, and this is what I ought to do, and this is how I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know the name of Mark Spitz? Mark Spitz was a famous swimmer. 1968, he was uh, on the Olympic swimming team, and he won two gold medals on team events. But he didn't get any individuals. And he said to himself after that, come the next Olympics, I'm going to get gold medals. And he began training, and he trained eight hours a day, 365 days a year, in order to be able to be in the 1972 Olympics. You know what happened? When he got there, he won seven gold medals in swimming. You know, he decided he was going to put his all into it. 
And sometimes people are not ready to put their all into it, and as a result, they kind of fade away. Number two, sometimes people quit because they lose sight of the goal. They lose sight of what it is they're trying to do. Have you ever noticed that uh, oftentimes when a church begins, that the church really begins to grow? And the reason is that people reach out to other people, invite them to come to church with them. But then after the church has gotten pretty well uh, established and they've got a pretty good church, they quit doing that. They quit reaching out to people. And because they quit reaching out to people, people quit coming. And as a result, the church just kind of levels off and does not grow like it did at one time. Over in the book of Proverbs 13, verse 4, the Lord said, Lazy people want much but get little, but those who work hard prosper. Those who set their eyes on the goal and they, they don't give up, but they put all their energy into serving the Lord. Those are the people who are going to be blessed because they have persevered. Well, number three, a third reason that people give up is that they get stopped by criticism. Over in the little book of Jude, verse 16, the Bible says to these people, and they are grumblers and fault finders. And there are some people who are just like that. They see the bad things and they hear bad things and they just pick up that spirit and they have that kind of attitude themselves. And let me tell you, there's always going to be somebody who will shoot you down. There's always going to be somebody that will uh, make fun of you and tell you that, you know, you don't need to be going to church so much. You don't need to be doing all that. And they are critical of you. One of the uh, great stories, I think, in our day was the story of Winston Churchill. And Churchill was a great leader, and as he was leading his people, they were worried about the fact that Germany was going to invade them and the Nazis were going to overrun them. And so as uh, Churchill got up to speak to the parliament, he said this, We shall go on till the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And you know, when people think about Winston Churchill, you want to think about one of the greatest leaders of all time. Because he taught the people perseverance. We will not give up. We will not quit. And although there may be people who criticize our efforts, we will not be stopped. And lo and behold, because of the leadership of Winston Churchill, his nation was able to overcome and help defeat the Nazis in Germany. Well, number three, I want to ask this question, though. How can I have more perseverance? What do I need to do to get that kind of spirit, that kind of attitude within myself? And number one, I want to tell you this. You need to hold on to the attitude, nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop me. One of the most uh, amazing stories uh, this year, if you follow any at all in uh, college football, is the uh, story of a young man named Baker Mayfield. 
Mayfield was a young man down in Lake Travis, and while he was a junior in high school, he led his team to the state championship. But the next senior year, for some reason, he didn't do too well, and he graduated, and there was nobody that offered him a scholarship. He was a quarterback, and he wanted to play, but, but nobody offered him a scholarship. And so he decided, well, I'll just be a walk-on. And so without a scholarship, he walked on down at Texas Tech, and lo and behold, as a walk-on freshman, he became the starting quarterback. In fact, he won the award as the Offensive Freshman of the Year in the uh, Big 12. But despite that honor, they still didn't give him a scholarship. So, he still wanted to play, and so he decided, I'll just walk on again. Only I'll go to another school. And so, he walked on up at the University of Oklahoma. He didn't tell the coach he was coming. The coach didn't know. He just showed up. And uh, finally, he came out and said, Coach, can I come out for the team? He said, yeah, you can come out for the team. And came out for the team, and uh, Texas Tech would not release him, so he had to send out a year. And so this year, he became the starting quarterback at Oklahoma. And is he in the contest to be the Heisman Trophy winner, which is the highest honor given in college football? And you think, how in the world did a guy who didn't get a scholarship just walk on twice and become the starting quarterback in a major team. i tell you how he did it. Because he had this attitude, nothing can stop me. And no matter what happens, I will not give up. Or in the book of Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6, we find this admonition that comes from the writer of Hebrews when he says, The Lord has said, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So that we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not give up. And you and I, if we have that kind of a spirit, that kind of attitude of perseverance, then no matter what happens, we will not be stopped. There's an interesting passage over in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 11 on this subject. And James cites the example of Job. And this is what he said. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. He said, don't you remember what took place in the life of Job? And you remember Job, he is first introduced to us as being one of the richest men in all the world. And he was so blessed, he... Uh, had many cattle, many sheep, many donkeys, and as a result, people looked to him as being a wealthy man and as a leader. And he also was blessed with ten children. And here he is, a man who is wealthy with ten children, and a man, the Bible said, he feared God and turned away from evil. What a man was Job! And then Satan came to God and said, Yeah, Job's your faithful man, but let me tempt him a little bit, and you'll see he's not what you think he is. The Lord said, all right, just don't touch his body. And lo and behold, Job lost all of his wealth. And Job had ten children, and they all died in a tornado. And here he is losing all that which he had, which had made him famous. But the Bible said he continued to be faithful to God. And the devil 
came again to God, and the Lord said, See, I told you about Job. I told you what kind of man he was. He said, Yeah, but let me touch his body, and you'll find out he doesn't really love you like you think he does. He said, All right, but just don't take his life. And the Bible said he was covered from head to toe with boils. Now, you've heard that old expression, sore as a boil, and evidently that's what he had. Sores all over him. He was just in great pain. And then, to top it off, his wife had a nervous breakdown. She said to him, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? What she wanted you to do was to commit suicide. But the Bible said that Job remained faithful to God despite it all. And then you come to the last chapter of Job, chapter 42. And the Bible says that through it all, because of his faithfulness, God blessed him with twice as much as he had before. And he had children. The Bible said that he lasted and able to see his children to the fourth generation. And he died an old man full of life because he had served God. That is, he was an example of someone who persevered. Someone who, despite everything that happened, he didn't give up. And he was faithful to God. And we're called upon to be people who have that kind of perseverance. Well, number two, we also can have more perseverance when you really keep your eye on the goal. Now, in our text, as we began in Hebrews 12, it said, Keep your eye on Jesus, looking unto Him and following Him. Mohammed Ali one time went to a college to speak, and he was trying to encourage the kids, and he said this, Stay in college, get the knowledge. And he said, And as you do so, realize they have made penicillin out of moldy bread, and they can surely make something out of you. Don't give up. Keep your eye on the goal, and keep going toward Jesus Christ. One third thing Jesus told them here, number three, Jesus said, and don't forget to pray. Luke chapter 18, verse 1, Jesus said, Men ought always to pray and not give up. And you see, that's perseverance. When you pray and do not give up. I became a Christian when I was in the seventh grade. And uh, the one who I loved, I guess more than anybody else, was my dad. But he wasn't a Christian. In fact, he didn't go to church. He made no profession of any kind of Christianity. And so when I was baptized in the seventh grade, I started praying for my dad. And I prayed for him every single night till I was a senior in high school. And he finally obeyed the gospel and became a Christian. I want to tell you, all those years, it was tough. But you know, that's what Jesus said. I want you to keep on praying and not give up. Because that's what God wants us to do. To be people who pray and do not give up. Back in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 where we started our lesson. We find that the great message that the Lord gave was that He has encouraged us. And so we ought to continue on. In chapter 12, verse 5 of Hebrews, he said, And you have now completely forgotten this word of encouragement. That is, he said, it's very much like a father encouraging his son. Because I want to tell you, if we're going to persevere, we've got to have somebody who encourages us. 
And our Lord is a great encourager, and for that we ought to be very thankful. I want to share with you my one of my all-time favorite stories about encouragement. Miss Thompson taught Teddy Stollard in the fifth grade. He was a slow, unkempt student, a loner shunned by his classmates. The previous year, his mother had died, and what little motivation for school he may have had was now almost gone. Miss Thompson didn't particularly care for Teddy either, but at Christmas he brought her a small present. Her desk was covered with well-wrapped presents from the other children, but Teddy's came in a brown sack, and when she opened it, there was a gaudy rhinestone bracelet with half the stones missing and a bottle of cheap perfume. The kids began to snicker, but Miss Thompson saw the importance of the moment, and she quickly splashed some of the perfume and put the bracelet, pretending Teddy had given her something very special. At the end of the day, Teddy got up enough courage, after all the other kids have left, to speak to her and say, Miss Thompson, you smell just like my mother, and her bracelet looks pretty, real pretty on you too. I'm glad you like my present. After Teddy left, Miss Thompson got down her knees and prayed for God's forgiveness. She prayed for God to use her as she sought not only to teach these children, but to love them as well. She became a new teacher. She lovingly helped students, and especially Teddy, every day from the time of Christmas holiday until the end of the year. And by the end of the year, he had caught up with most of the other students. Miss Thompson knew that he was going to be moving at the end of the year out of town, and she would probably never see him again. Miss Thompson didn't hear from Teddy for a long time. And then seven years later, she received this note. Dear Miss Thompson, I want you to be the first to know I will be graduating second in my class. Love, Teddy Stollard. Four years later, she got another note. Dear Miss Thompson, they just told me I would be graduating first in my class, and I wanted you to be the first to know. The university has not been easy, but I liked it. Love, Teddy Stollard. Four years later, she got the final note. Dear Miss Thompson, as of today, I am Theodore Stollard, M.D. How about that? I wanted you to be the first to know. I'm getting married next month, and I want you to come and sit where my mother would sit if she were alive. You are the only family I have now. Dad died last year. Love. Teddy Stollard. Miss Thompson went to the wedding, sat where Teddy's mother would have sat, because God had used her as an instrument of encouragement. And you know, if we're going to be people who persevere, we're going to have to be people who have encouragement, people who love us, people who give us strength, give us direction, and who help us keep our eye on Jesus. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit. Always be faithful as long as there's breath in your body to serve our Lord, and you'll be doing what God wants you to do. Keep on keeping on. Perseverance. That's the word. Would you pray with me?
Dear Father, we see that there are people around us who make a good start and then have given up. But dear God, may we never be that way. May we be people who are faithful and true as long as we live. We love you, Father, and we want to serve you till the day we die. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. We're going to sing a song of invitation today. Maybe there's a way we could encourage you. Maybe you'd like to come today and let it be known you'd like to be a part of our family here. Maybe you'd like to be baptized. If there's any way we could serve you, if you'd like to come, why don't you do it right now as we just stand and sing our song of invitation together. <laughs>